Greetings and welcome to this episode of Gab and Grow. As always, I am your host, Mary Beth Griffin, and today we are talking about housing and how to secure your room for campus on campus for the fall. So our guests today are two people who really kind of know about this process because they're the ones who are running it for our office. And I want you to help me first in welcoming Ed Mulvihill back to the show. Ed's the Associate Director for Operations in our department. Hi, Ed. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm great, thanks. Um, and here with Ed also is Kevin Brenzel, who is the Resident Director in Centennial Hall. Hi, Kevin. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you here, um, but I'm not going to let you talk for a minute because I want, I want to kind of work through this. So we've got a bunch of different kinds of people who are looking at getting their housing. So I want to get one easy one out of the way right now because there's a lot of confusion at this time of the year because we're taking deposits really for two different groups of people. So the one that we're going to spend the most time talking about is returning students and students who are currently here on campus. Um but if you are listening to this and you are a student who is new to WCSU for the fall, so you're coming in as a new first-year student, freshman, um, or as a transfer student, you have a bit different process. And the only thing that you want to listen to right now is this. There are three things you have to do. The first one is once you've been admitted to housing or to WCSU, you want to fill out a housing application. That comes to you usually in an admissions packet, but you can also get to it at our website at wcsu.edu slash housing slash forms, and you can fill out your application there. Right so far? Sure. Just checking in. Um, <laughs> the second thing you need to do is to pay your $250 non-refundable housing deposit, and that's also something that you do online. And you can do that at wcsu.edu slash easypay. When you get to the easypay page, then you select pay the admission or housing deposit fee button, and that will take you to another page. And when you're there, you either choose to pay just the fall 2020 housing deposit of $250, or you can opt to pay your admissions and housing deposit, um, and that is the fall 2020 both admission and housing deposit button, and that's a $450 fee for that one. So once you've paid that deposit and you've filled out your application, the only thing that's left for you to do is to speak to your family physician and make sure that within the last five years you've received your meningitis vaccine, and then make sure that your doctor sends that information to our University Health Services office because... Until we have all three of those things, your application, your deposit, and your meningitis, you're not going to get assigned to a room. And we are going to remind you if we don't have one of those things, but you aren't going to hear anything else from us. So make sure you've done those. You can always call and check in with us. Um, but know, too, that we don't, let, we don't make assignments until sometime in late June. So you're really not going to be hearing anything. Um, if you want to check the status of your file, you can always give us a call or email us. But um, that's it. It's just those three things, the application, the deposit, and the meningitis. And that's it. So if you're a new student, that's pretty simple, right? Very simple. Woohoo! <laughs> Not so simple if you're a returner because it's just a bigger process. Oh, it's still simple. It is simple. There's just more steps to it. There is. We go past three. So... Um, 
Ed and Kevin, why don't we start by walking us through the process? I'm probably going to have us do it a couple times, so just jump right in. Right now, there's something going on. What's that? We're asking all of our returning students to pay their housing deposit, and that is due before uh, March 20th. Uh, it's important to understand that if you are sending it in via mail or if you are having some type of an outside source uh, that's going to fund it, to make sure that it, is get, it gets here by the 20th because it has to be processed, quite frankly, the next day. We start the process of, of us, um, printing out all of our forms and get everything ready behind the scenes, and we can't really wait. So you have to make sure that, the process, that, that your deposit is definitely done before the 20th. That's pretty easy. So what comes next then? They pay their deposit by March 20th, and you mentioned getting applications and things printed. So that's what comes next then. Correct. Uh, there is a couple things that are going on. There are uh, different types of housing that we have on campus. Uh, typically, the regular housing is just someone who wants to go through the process and, and, and get assigned a room. Uh, so there's a... Um, there's that. There's also gender-neutral housing. Uh, if you qualify for gender-neutral housing on our West Side campus and, and you have a full group, meaning if you have a room that, uh, say, if it's Centennial, you have to have at least four people. Uh, if you're in Penny, you have to have at least five people, Grosso four, um, of course, you being one of them. Um, <laughs> you, you, can, you can agree to go into a gender-neutral room. You fill out a separate application for that. It's, um, I hate to call it an application. It's kind of just like a form to us yeah. saying that, hey, you, you all agree and you want to do that. Yeah. Uh, but that is something that is a possibility for Westside Campus only at this time, and it's important to have that done. That is due to housing by the 27th uh, of March, and um, that's done a day or two earlier than the rest of the process because uh, we want to be able to pull those people and make sure that if there's an issue, we can contact them, talk to them, and see what's going on, and perhaps solve any <coughs> issues before the actual uh, room selection itself. Um, so that kind of rolls into the next part. Uh, oh, actually, honors housing. For talk about honors yeah. housing, we do have a very, very limited amount of space in Penny Hall for for honors. Um, uh, so it's very, very important if you are going to fill that out, fill that form out, the housing application form. Again, it goes with your packet, it gets delivered delivered to us on the 27th, and that takes you out of the room selection process. So all you have to do, if you qualify, meaning you are part of the honors program. Uh, you can get into that particular area, and if we have a spot for you, we'll be happy just to put you in. You don't have to worry about the rest of the process. You can sit back and, and coast the rest of the semester. Um, aside from that, if there is an issue or if we run out of spaces, we can let you know ahead of time, meaning the day or two before, mm -hmm. and uh, you can go into the regular room selection process. You, you're not taken out of the situation and not left out in the cold. Um, but the big thing. The housing selection uh, group pre-registration form, this is the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, you can get this online right now at the forms page of the housing site as well. There are some at the front desks of the residence halls. Um, but we need for a full group or if you are by yourself or even a partial group, doesn't matter. We need one group registration form. I can't emphasize this enough. One form for the entire group. Not one for each person. We always say that every single year. Let's save some trees. Um, one of those forms, but it has to include a pre-printed uh, housing contract that once you pay your deposit, uh, that's due the 20th, I'll be happy to print that all. It's going to be pre-printed, and it's going to be sent to your individual halls. Um, so everyone gets their housing contract, and they staple it or paper clip it to the back of that one, again, one <laughs> group registration form. How many is that in? Just one. Just one. Um, so we get that one whole packet, and it gets sanded in. And we don't allow people to, to add people on afterwards. We don't allow people to take people off a list. It's once that paper is handed in, that group is, is, is all set. I can strongly, I can't uh, emphasize enough. 
if you are a person who is not quite sure of where you want to or who you want to room with, I would start thinking about that right now. We do have yeah. starting next week, actually, uh, starting the, the, the second of March. Um, Which should be the week this airs, actually. Oh, that's so. perfect. Um, <laughs> we're going to start having some some kind of group meet and greets, also uh, an explanation session of, of how the room selection process works. But it's a good way for you to try to meet people and to see if you want to be room together. Um, the people who are assigned to a, a full group first, a full room, there's like a two-step process. They're the first parts. If we don't have to break people up, I don't want to have to do that. So uh, we have the entire uh, entire room process going through. Uh, a full room gets to choose before the, say, partials or individuals. If you are an individual, just consider yourself a partial group. I think it's the easiest way to look at it. Uh, yeah. One person could still be a, a, a group of one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, regardless of what, what section you're on, if you're either in a full group or you're in a a partial group, you still have to hand all your paperwork in. You still have to have the group registration form and your contract. Uh, we don't hold spaces for people. So if if that one person you want to room with doesn't have their application or their contract in with your packet, we unfortunately can't add them in. That's, I have to say that right up front, we just can't do that. Well, and we'd like the packet to come in complete, too. It has so, to come in complete, yes. So if you, know, if you and Kevin and I are living together in a room and and you and Kevin's stuff is there, but I forgot mine to get it to you, and I'm in class until 4 o'clock, but they, you guys come in at 2. They're, you're either going to take that, and I'm going to be a partial group, and you guys will be a partial group, or you wait, and I we bring them all Absolutely. in at the same time. So make sure you have your stuff, I guess. It's- now, there's one other group of students that we uh, don't often talk about, I think, in housing, because we always usually focus on housing, uh, people who are in housing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have commuter students, and they are part of our community, and we really want to have those commuter students be resident students. Mm-hmm. So um, we do it usually based on, on space availability, uh, but right now we're not anticipating any major issues. So if you are a, a current commuter student, you can be part of this process. Even though you're not a current resident, mm-hmm. you can still be part of the process. The only thing different that those students uh, are, are going to have to go through is I'm not going to be able to pre-print something for them. Yeah. Um, I don't know who you are. I'm not sure if you really want housing, even though you did put a housing deposit in. Sometimes you make your choices afterwards. Um, make sure that when you fill out your housing application online or bring it to the housing office directly, you still make an extra copy. Just make a copy and give that to your group leader, and we'll go over that in a few minutes. But um, that gets put into the packet of information, and we will consider you part of the group. Yeah, and if you are a commuter student, the the two things I think that are really important to say now, if you're a commuter and you want to join in as a member of a group, you have to have filled out an application Mm -hmm. and you have to have paid your deposit. Absolutely. And I said two, but it's really three. You also, like all brand new students, have to make sure that you've had that meningitis vaccine done. Absolutely. So so the, the packets are due when? March 30th. Okay. And once those packets are due, what happens? Well, um, they're due again the 30th uh, by 4 p.m. in housing, so please, you have to bring them to the housing office directly. You cannot give them to a resident assistant. Don't give them to the front desk. Don't leave it at the campus center. Bring it directly to us so we have the information and we can process it. Um, After that, um, I'm going to, uh, well, Kevin and I will be working behind the scenes, and we'll be uh, setting up the appointments when uh, groups have to come in. Uh, On the 1st of April, group leaders, because on that little form there's going to be a spot for a first leader and a second leader, uh, we're going to be emailing those individuals the times and dates to come in. You can't change them. They're done in order, uh, so we can't have any changes, which means that either the group leader or the, or the secondary leader have to show up for the room selection. Now, here's the thing. 
We understand people have classes, people have appointments. You cannot miss those. It's very, very important. You go to class. That's kind of the reason why you're here. Uh, <laughs> so please, uh, there's another form you can fill out very easily. Um, it's called a proxy form, and this allows somebody else to choose a room for you. Um, the good thing about the full groups, you don't even have to worry about that. The full group, as long as somebody from that group shows up, they're going to represent it. We recommend the first leader and the second leader just because they have all the information, they're putting it together. But again, people have classes, it's okay. If, if no one from the group can show up, yeah, then, and then everyone in the group has to fill out a proxy form. Again, it's something that's online, you can fill out, it's also at the desks, um, and just gives someone permission or even gives housing permission to choose for you. If you do choose housing to do that, on the back of the form or the bottom of the form, please put a couple options and always have like, you know, one, two, three options that we can try to work with you when, when your selection time comes up we'll be happy to choose for you. Um, partial groups are a little different. Because they're partial, um, they, when they come in, uh, we, we do have to have them, uh, everyone show up from the group. So if there's three or four of you and if you're trying to go for a five-person room, all of you have to show up. And if somebody can't, again, fill out that proxy form, you can give another member of your group or someone else on campus uh, or even housing um, the permission to, to choose a room for you. We don't allow full groups to break up. Once you're full group, that's it. Partial groups, a little different. You're already a partial group, so we do allow that to move around. Um, and when you do come in, uh, which will be on April 3rd through the 8th, we have set times coming in. We have, again, the full groups first, the partial groups second. Um, we're gonna be having you come in to actually select a space. You're gonna have like three minutes to choose a space. I know it doesn't seem like a lot, a time, but when you, or does when, when you're there, <laughs> uh, just make sure you think about it beforehand to have a number of options. Even if you are fairly early on, it's, it's always good to have options and figure it out. And don't just think, oh, I can't get to this one particular hall. I can't get that to this particular hall. Um, there, there's, each hall is different. You know yeah. kind of what it is right now, but it's gonna change. And when the new people come in, have those options. Think about it right now before you come in. Don't just come in and go, hmm, I don't know, what can I do? Because quite frankly, once those three minutes go by, I have to push the next group in. We have only a finite amount of time to do it, so. Um, we have, you know, big pictures and things that yes. people can look at and see what's open and what's not, so. You're going to be able to pick your exact yeah. spot. I mean, that's exactly where yeah. it is. What room do you want to be in? I'm going to be in, uh, you know, C something, bedroom A, and you're going to yeah. be in that particular spot. You're going to tell us what you want, as well as what type of meal plan you want. It has to be contingent upon what's required for the building. Uh, so like Centennial, you could be on the full or the, um, the, uh, platinum. Thank you for the name. <laughs> platinum, <laughs> platinum one. Uh, on Grasso or Penny, you can be as low as the blue plan or take any of them. So you have to have something, have that ahead of time. It is on the form, on the pre-registration form, whoever chooses what. Um, but you can make that determination right up to there and say over the summer, if you decide you want to change that a little bit, just give us an email. All right. So I'm going to... That, that's kind of the whole thing. You pick your room and you're done. So I want to just take us quickly kind of back through this step-by-step step again. And, Kevin, I'm going to make you talk right now. So right now, students who live here or are commuters here and who want to live here next year have one big thing to think about, which is? Paying your housing deposit by March 20th. Okay. And they can do that how? Online. Yes, through Easy Pay, which you can get to from going to the cashier's site, or you can go on the housing website, wcsu.edu slash housing. There's an Easy Pay thing right on the right-hand um, side of the thing that will take you right there. So make sure you're doing that. Now, you talked a little bit, um, Ed, just about that whole concept of the group thing. You can be planning your groups right now, right? So next week, er, when this first airs, is 
Most of the buildings, I think, are holding events to kind of go through this again and also allow people a chance to get to know if there are people who don't have full groups. Is that right? Correct. Yep. So um, you want to know where you can live and with whom you're going to be living and too. So, Ed, do you want to talk just a little bit about the buildings on West Side and the eligibility things for those? Sure. Uh, it's it's not, not terribly uh, hard to, to get through. Uh, Centennial Hall is typically our sophomore and transfer building. Um, can, does that mean that seniors can't live there? No, we actually have quite a few seniors and juniors that do live there. Um, it's a great building. Um, in order to be in that, you essentially have to sign up for it because everyone who's coming in who is on campus right now, they do have to move over there. Um, the next one would be Grosso Hall. That's a little different. You have to be 20 years of age or have 24 credits to get into the building by the start of the first um, the first day of classes. And Centennial and Grasso, you have to have groups of four, right? Currently, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, there, we do reserve the right for Centennial. There is a, a fifth bed in the apartment, mm -hmm. or the suite rather. Uh, so we do hold that uh, uh, right now. We are working to see if we're going to hold four or fives. My, my thought is probably going to be for upperclassmen, mostly fours. Uh, there may be a time when we have to go to the fifth, but we will usually reserve that for first year students okay. or, or transfers. All right, and then you were talking Penny. I'm sorry. Yep, that's okay. You... Uh, no, Penny Hall is uh, a 21 year or older building as of the first day of classes, or having 57 credits again by the first day of classes. Uh, so it's it's uh, like a progressive approach over there. Um, the only difference to Penny is if you're going to be involved with the honors program. That's a yeah. little it's a little different. But again, we have very very few spaces over there for that. Yeah. So we talked about students who are current commuter students here. But I know we often get asked about students who somebody knows is transferring in and if they can put them in their group. Can you talk a little bit about that? At this time, we cannot do that. Okay. Uh, we do encourage them that they do put down the names of the individuals they would like to room with, uh, as well as um, uh, the people. You can always come in when you're, when you're selecting your room to say we would like this particular person, but you have to understand we, we don't pencil people's names in. Uh, we don't hold spaces at all. Um, but if you put in there that you are interested in having this individual, if by the time the transfer students are placed, we would look and see um, if, if it's a mutual uh, request, if there's a spot open, we make it happen. It's that much easier for us later on. But going through the room selection process, that rarely ever happens because yeah. we have a finite amount of spaces to, uh, on the West Side campus. Um, well, and we're doing this before the end of the semester, correct. and often transfer students don't get officially admitted to Until the school. much later till much later because we're waiting for their grades or Correct. those kinds of things to come in too. So there is a, a reason behind it. It's not just that we're mean and nasty. <laughs> so um, so if uh, we talked a little bit about that, a full group is dependent on the building. So it's four people in your group, including yourself. If you're in Centennial or Grasso, if those are the buildings you're looking at living in and five for Penny. So if I don't have a full group, or it's just me, we call that a partial, a partial group. group. And so I still have to fill out the group page, one of them. Just one. And attach my or my and my partial, you know, three other people or two other people or whatever um, to that and turn that in. And we just have an appointment that comes at a different time than the full group people. Correct. Okay. So after March 20th, anyone who is eligible, which means that you've paid your deposit um, in the program, 
then receives their pre-printed applications. Now, I know we've had people in our office over the last week looking for applications, and we've had some people fill out online ones. So this is one I really want to make clear. If, if you're going to be participating and you want to live in a room on campus next semester, you pay that deposit first, and after March 20th, you're going to receive a pre-printed application that you'll attach with your group registration packet. Correct. Right. Okay. We've had a, a number of individuals come in to try to put their forms in now, like you said, absolutely. And uh, we're trying to catch them all and let you know that you, that's it's not accepted right now. It's not The process is not open yet. Yeah. Uh, but you will get a pre-printed form as long yeah. as you pay your deposit on time. Yeah. And that's pre-printed with your name and your um, ID number so that we can read it. Yep. And, and also it will have an updated accounting of your priority points because the priority points total for you and your group is how those appointment assignments are made. That, that is, that is yeah. correct. Um, there was one thing that I want everybody to understand too. Um, what you're going to get is actually an estimate of what, what the points are. Um, and we've actually not put them on the past couple of years because it okay. changes so much. Um, but we, I'm not sure how, if we're going to do it this year or not. However, we do base it off of that. And mm -hmm. we stop accepting those priority points at the last possible second. Because we want, so we want to get those was, points. Yeah. So uh, we, we'll, we will assign them based off of that points. And if you have any questions about your points, you can simply go talk to your hall director. They do have access to see that right now. Um, the only difference between the points, if you have a commuter coming in, mm -hmm. they're not going to get those points because they're not right. that that is reserved for our current students. Yeah. So that's the only difference. And they can still get in there. Um, but we really want people to you know, actually, I haven't really talked about what the priority points really are. Yeah. Um, the priority points, it, it's important to understand that it, it, you can go to all these programs on campus. You're going to get points like residential programs. Your academics play a part in that as well. Your, your GPA, the terms that you've been here. Um, if you're doing something inappropriate on campus and have judicial issues, you lose some points. Uh, you're part of organizations like Hall Councils, you get points. Um, so we, we take all those points and just say uh, Kevin has 150 points, I have 200 points, and you have no points. Well, we all don't go in by ourselves. If we're going in together, right. we're going to pool Kevin's 100 points and my 250 points, whatever, and we're going to pool those together, and the higher the number there is what we go by. Your entire group gets to pool all your numbers together. So it really does behoove you to go to um, go to programs and mm -hmm. um, try to keep those grades up and certainly not have issues on campus. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then people get that application. They put it together with their their group registration form. There may be a couple other forms that they might need to fill out. What are those? They, there's a few forms that are out there. The proxy form, if you can't make it. Um, and again, don't just fill all the forms out. You don't need them all done. Only fill them out if you need them. The proxy form is, is, is if, uh, say, a partial group, if a specific member can't attend, then they fill that out. Or if no one from uh, an entire full group can go, then you can fill out a proxy and, again, give housing the opportunity to do it for you, or you can select someone on campus. Um, there's one. The, the next form that we would have would be um, uh, a registration waiver form. We do have some students that will be affected by this. Uh, certain programs on campus may not be able to have you registered uh, by July 15th, uh, which is our deadline. If you're, not, if you're not registered by July 15th, if you're assigned a space, you're going to be removed from housing. Um, those groups just simply don't have the opportunity to register by them, and mm -hmm. that's because they have either uh, auditions to deal afterwards, like, usually when you come back, or um, placements for, for, mm -hmm. for you know, teaching or whatnot. That's okay. 
we need that form to be filled out by the student and also the department chair uh, to simply sign off saying, yes, you are a member of that, that particular group. And that has to be turned in with your packet. Uh, the other one is a, um, a credit waiver for all intents and purposes. We do kind of cheat a little bit with, with some of our, our, our placement. Say if you want to get into Penny Hall, you're required to have 57 credits. Uh, so you're 20 years old, so you don't meet the age, but, but you do meet the, the credit requirement. We allow three credits to be shy. You have to make up those credits during the semester or during the break there. And um, that particular form tells you, or you put down exactly what you're going to do. I'm going to make it up over the summer, or I'm taking an extra class next semester. So that just uh, kind of gives you that little bit of a, a buffer zone. Mm -hmm. But it cannot be any more than three credits. Yeah. Um, so the day of the appointment, I'm a full group. What happens? I come in and... You're going to come into Newbury Hall. Uh, we're going to have a specific session for you, uh, area degree to go in. You're going to check in. We'll call your, your group up, and uh, you're going to simply look at a spot, pick it. Staff will, will sign it, and you'll be on your way. And if I'm a partial group? Everybody shows up, pick your spots, you're on your way. So, it's actually pretty quick. Yeah, it is. It's a pretty fast operation so Kevin you've done this before from you know the RD side of thing any suggestions you can make for people as they're thinking about doing this before we close up shop for the day definitely have a backup plan so say you're trying to go into Grasso at, with your group and all of a sudden there's not a space so you want to come up with a backup plan so if you're thinking about possibly going into Centennial or um, just making sure you have all your paperwork done on time and turned in at, on the by the due date. Um, failure to complete any of the, the requirements by their due dates, you won't be able to go through the housing selection process with your current student, uh, current friends. I think it's important when you do speak with your friends and who wants to room with where is like a big thing because uh, yeah. once you make a placement, um, we, we just don't have the capability of, of going back and changing it over and over again. Mm -hmm. And if you think just one person might do it, it's going to be like 8 billion others. Yeah. So you, you have to just have it dead set, done, and uh, pick whoever wants to room with what room, who's with room with whoever. Have that done ahead of time. Yeah. Don't uh, We can't keep changing afterwards. But otherwise, the process would never stop and yeah. we would never be able to move on. Uh, but talk about that ahead of time. If there's going to be an internal room switch, um, it's not the end of the world. We can do that. I, we have a two-week room, uh, room freeze at the beginning of the semester. It allows us to, to move people around and stuff like that. But uh, So it's not the end of the world, but really try to have that information ASAP right up front. Yeah. And in Penny, it's really important because we need to know who are the four people in the double rooms and who's going to have the yes. single room in the apartments, too. So make sure you and your group are talking about that and in agreement about it before you show up to, to pick your room and have a fight there because we'll throw you out of the office. So <laughs> Probably not, but it, it, it makes it a little more difficult. There is one more group of people we haven't talked about yet. Okay. Those students who, who may have some type of accommodation on campus, oh, okay. uh, like an ADA accommodation, yep. um, they would technically go through the same process we have, mm -hmm. except we do tweak it just a little bit. All of our ADA rooms that we have on campus are not part of this process. So okay. if you think, oh, I just want to have a single, I'm going to go for a single, mm -hmm. we don't have those type of buildings. So I have, let's say we can put that to bed right now. We don't yeah. have that ability. Uh, but an ADA room uh, are held uh, offline until students require those in a group. A housing accommodation committee will meet and discuss each of those things. But 
on our website or even Accessibility Services website, uh, there's a housing accommodation form as well as instructions. If you feel that you need some type of accommodations or currently have one and, and may need to refill that out for next semester, uh, please go ahead and check with Accessibility Services uh, or fill that out and send it in. It's due um, uh, March 20th as well. So it's the same day that the, hap um, that the deposits are due. Mm -hmm. If you are a member of that group and uh, are given accommodations, you don't have to go through room selection. Okay. And it's because you're, if you've already been given that accommodation, you already set, and we have a, a finite amount of those rooms, mm -hmm. we actually do the assignments. Um, so then you won't have to go through the next process. But it is important that if you don't have it in by that time, you jeopardize your ability to have that accommodation right. for next semester. Okay. Yeah, I've forgotten all about them. So, uh, Kevin and Ed, thanks so much for joining us today and going through this. I know it's a lot of information, but um, if you're listening and you're confused, you can always listen to this again. Um, <laughs> we like to see that. Or you can see the signs that are posted in your residence hall. Or you can go to one of the information sessions that they're holding next, well, this week when this posts the week of March 2nd in your halls, or you can talk to your building's RD, or you can stop in the housing office to ask us about it, or you can read the email reminders that include all of this information, especially if you haven't paid your deposit yet, or you can watch a short video that's on our housing website, and it's just a two-minute animated video that gives you all this information. Or you can email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu. So there's really no reason why you shouldn't know this process or be able to find out what it is so that you can get your room for the fall. Uh, I'm Mary Beth Griffin, and that's going to be it for this week's Gab and Grow. Thanks for tuning in. Bye now.